chapter eighteen of unto caesar this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording done by jules harlock of mississauga ontario canada unto caesar by baroness orksey chapter eighteen so i gave them up unto their own heart's lust and they walked in their own counsels psalm thirty one verse twelve in the meantime the stage-hands the smiths and the carpenters had been busily at work setting the scene for the coming drama huge gnarled tree-trunks were dragged into the arena and so disposed as to afford shelter either for man or beast by a mechanical device a stream of water some six foot wide was made to wind its course along the sands and groups of tall reeds and other aquatic plants were skilfully arranged beside the banks of this improvised stream soon the whole aspect of the arena was thus transformed into an open piece of country with trees here and there and tufts of grass mounds and monticules with a stream and a reed-covered shore the whole beautifully arranged and with due regard for realism the people watched highly pleased now that the emperor's pet panther had appeared they were satisfied that a spectacle such as they loved was about to be unfolded before them but soon the workmen were engaged on other work the purport of which could not at first be guessed to understand it all a vivid picture of the huge arena must appear before the mind down below there was an artificial landscape the trees the stream the sand and grass and all around the massive marble walls rose to a height of some twelve feet to the lowest tier of the tribunes beyond which sat row upon row in precipitous gradients two hundred thousand spectators at about four feet from the ground a narrow ledge formed by the elaborate carving in the solid marble ran right along the walls and between this ledge and the top of the wall there was a low colonnaded arcade with deep niches set between the fluted columns from these niches the workmen now suspended short ladders of twisted crimson silk of sufficient strength to bear the weight of a man they affixed these to heavy steel rings embedded in the bases of the columns and when the ladders were in position they hung down low enough that a man standing on the ledge below could just contrive to seize the ends and to swing himself aloft up into the niche the public watched these preparations with breathless interest for soon their objects became evident it was clear that those who were to be exposed to an encounter with the panther would be given a fair chance of escape it was to be an even fight between man and beast a man hotly pursued by the brute could if he were sufficiently agile leap upon the narrow ledge seize the rope ladder and climb it up until he reached the safe haven of the niche and could draw the ladder in after him 
and fear of death doth lend a man wondrous agility it looked in fact as if the coming struggle were all to be in favour of the man and not of the beast for the smooth surface of the wall and the narrow ledge above the carvings could not afford foothold to an enraged four-foot creature with sharp claws that would glance off the polished marble the public realising this waxed impatient the novel spectacle did not after all promise to be to its liking the panther would make but a sorry show if it was not given a helpless victim or two to devour murmurs of dissatisfaction rose from every side as the work proceeded and anon when all round the walls of the arena the twelve ladders of safety were firmly fixed seeming mutely to deride the excitement of the people the murmur broke into angry cries but caligula did not seem to heed either the murmur or those loud expressions of discontent which at other times would probably have maddened him with rage he had watched the preparations with eager interest and had himself once or twice shouted directions to the workmen now when everything appeared complete he turned to the tribune which was next to his own and his small bloodshot eyes wandered over the assembly of patricians of knights and of senators who were seated there he called my lord hortensius martius to him and appeared to be pointing out to him the advantages of the rope ladders with obvious pride in the ingenuity of the device young escanis too was bidden to admire the contrivance which it soon became evident was the invention of the caesar himself the public still feeling dissatisfied watched desultorily for a while the doings in the imperial tribune the general interest was once more aroused when the workmen slaves and legionaries having finished their preparations hurried helter-skelter out of the arena the sliding doors of the panther's cage were being slowly drawn away for a few seconds the powerful brute remained wary silent and cowering then with one mighty savage snarl it bound into the arena supple graceful and splendid it walked round in the solemn majesty its flat head kept low to the ground its sinuous body curving and winding as it walked like that of a snake the public watched it fascinated by the perfect grace of its movements and by the cruel ferocity of its tiny eyes now at the eastern end of the amphitheatre a small iron gate slowly swung upon its hinges and in the dark recesses beyond it a couple of men appeared for a moment they stood there immovable a closely huddled mass shoulder to shoulder with round open eyes dilated with fear and a cry of nameless terror still hovering unuttered on their lips they were hugely built men with massive torsos and legs bare and tow-colored hair brought straight up to the crown of the head and knotted there with a black band there was much shouting from the recess whence they had emerged and anon some vigorous prodding and pushing from behind 
but they dug their bare feet into the sand refusing to move arm against arm they made of themselves a wall which fear of death kept rigor and horror made unbreakable the public greeted them with mock applause in them they had quickly recognized the german barbarians whom the caesar had brought back from his last expedition as prisoners of war in truth they were hardened malefactors who had been offered a chance of life in exchange for the pitiful masquerade but this the public did not know to the two hundred thousand holiday-makers craning their necks to see the miserable wretches they were but the living proofs of the caesar's prowess in the field with ironical cheers they were bidden to advance even whilst at no great distance from them the black panther sitting on its haunches was surveying them with lazy curiosity licking its mighty jaws then the public grew impatient and from the recesses behind the two men persuasion became more vigorous through the darkness behind the gates there appeared the red glow of a brazier there was a quick hissing sound an awful double howl of pain and the smell of burnt flesh filled the air the next moment the two men fell scrambling forward into the arena and the iron gate closed behind them with a thud. End of chapter 18